0: Friday, it's Blair and Barker, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet, Ben Addison for Jeff Blair. It's a Friday, so uh, let's have some fun. Let's call in the reinforcements. We got Caleb Joseph, Blue Jays Central, in studio with us uh, for the first hour. What's up, buddy? Hey, great. Great to see you. Great to be here. This is is All-Star Squad right here? I think so. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Uh... Blue Jays starting a series against the Texas Rangers tonight. Let's get to the roster moves, though. Unless you got something else you want to interject no, with. No, you can. All right. Go well, for it. Let's do it. Uh, Adam Simber reinstated from the paternity list. He will be active for tonight's game. How about this? Spencer Horowitz recalled from AAA Buffalo. He will be active for tonight's game. Thomas Hatch has been optioned to AAA Buffalo. Nathan Lucas optioned to AAA a Buffalo. Uh, okay, so Spencer Horowitz is a first baseman. He's played a little bit of left field. He's, I, he's played a little second not base. Not in the big
1: leagues. He's not got mm, Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah that's, he's that's, he's that's never big, played in the big leagues. Yeah, we can say nicely he's probably not going to play left field in the big leagues.
0: I would say. Uh, also, uh, he, he's pretty good on base threat. Like, you can get on base. You can take a walk. Khaki's dream. Yeah. Absolutely. He can, <laughs> he can, Absolutely. He can, he can put a ball in play. Uh, the 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 big-time power has, has not manifested itself yet in the international league two home runs this season about uh 200 plate appearances kevin bark
1: that's a pretty big sample size i i, yeah. I would think that many at bet you probably are what you are right it's mm. trying to learn on the fly and teach yourself how to hit home runs ambush you know sort of laying off things you can't drive big part of the field you know is he a pull hitter is he a guy that can let it travel create some backspin hit a you know, a wind-blown homer to left field? Probably not, just with those numbers you just mentioned. Yeah. But I don't think that's why they called him up.
0: Why'd they call him up? Well,
1: then? it sounds like, you know, because Brandon Belt's not in there, they sort of that contact guy that could sit over there a couple of days, not do a ton, mm. come off a bench, maybe give you a professional bet, dare I say, dare I say professional at bat. I think that's sort of what they're looking for, right? And it's – I don't think we should get too excited about it, but – Good for him. Yeah. Th- this is what you want, right? You want an opportunity when you come up?
0: 24th round pick uh, by the Blue Jays yeah. in the 2019 yeah. draft. Playing out of Radford University. He's, uh, you know, 5'10", 190. Uh, 25-year-old kid. Uh, Going to make his major league debut either t- tonight or, or sometime, you would think, on this on this, this series in Texas against the Rangers. But, yeah, it's not just this season that there has been a lack of power for uh, Mr. Horwitz. 341 minor league games and, and 30 home runs. So, yeah, we're, we're talking about a guy who plays a premier offensive position in first base, like yourself, um, and, and, and has a career 292 batting average and a career 395 on base percentage. But, yeah, home run power not exactly there. But this team needs offense right now, Caleb. Can he drive a run in?
2: That's oh, wow. all I want to know. I don't care if he can hit it out of the ballpark. Can he get a base hit with a guy and runner with a runner in scoring position? Or you need
1: a coach how to separate from you know down the middle the other way or have to tell him how to have an a decent approach. I think that's what Caleb's trying to tell you is when you call guys up they should know how to do that already. Is that something he can do? Is he again able to sit over there for a couple of days, come off the bench like Caleb say and give you a competitive at bat with a dude at third base with less than two outs? That's what they're screaming and yelling for. Hopefully he can do that. He seems like he he has a decent idea of what's going on. He's staying within himself, right? He's not trying to overdo it, not sure. trying to over mm-hmm. The numbers will tell you that. If he does that, he'll be all right.
2: Yeah. And those guys, in my opinion, when I was calling games behind the plate, those guys were the hardest guys to try and pitch to. I wanted the guys with the big swing and miss. I felt like I had places to go. It's the guys with high contact ability that you feel like you're a little bit stuck. And so if he can bring that approach, if he can – come in and square a ball up against a tough pitcher, give himself a chance. I like it.
0: Uh, we'll see if he's in the lineup today. The The Blue Jays need to hit with Rodgers in scoring position, just flat out,
2: right? Yeah, I
1: would think he's not going to play today. Okay. All I mean, right, so, so, he, guess.
0: so he gets to watch a major league game, maybe gets in tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, yeah, well, against the lefty. I mean, it yeah. would be a, probably a, a, a pinch-hitting appearance. Uh Martin Perez getting the the start? for the Texas Rangers against uh, Kevin Gossman. And the Rangers are still tops in the AL West. They're 42-26. They're and 26. Coming off, though, losing three out of four to, like, Shohei. Uh, just Shohei? Like, Shohei hit four home runs in that series. And he went six yesterday. Uh, picked up the victory. Did you see the highlights from yesterday? Three, three ejections in a span of about a minute and a half uh, for the Rangers yesterday. But that's a good team. They're, they're scoring the most runs in Major League Baseball right now. They have the highest batting average with runners in scoring position. The Blue Jays, like, in an overall sense, they, they what, their are top 10 in batting average, but 25th when you talk about runners in scoring position. But they're getting chances, Kevin. Fourth most played yeah. appearances with runners in scoring position in the major leagues of baseball this season.
1: Yeah, I think I've heard Caleb say that, right? You're getting a bunch of chances, at least, which is a big deal. It, it almost makes you wonder, facing a lineup like the the Rangers have, makes somebody uncomfortable. You, you think Kevin Gosman would maybe move a guy's feet early in the game and... You know, maybe don't dig in. But I do want to ask, coming off a stinker, like the split finger's not working, right? The velocity was there, the location somewhat with the fastballs there, but the split finger just didn't have the late tunnel, the late big break to it. What do you do between starts to get it to do that more?
2: Kevin's a very unique guy. He doesn't throw his split in his side sessions. Really? So he knows what he has when he has it, <laughs> and it's go time. It's not a pitch because of the friction it puts on – that index finger blisters, in. blister wise, he yep. doesn't throw it. So when I've talked to him, when he feels like his fastball command and the release point on the fastball is there, the splits right behind it. And like you just said, you saw some erratic stuff. A lot of that is just wear and tear of a season. Remember we we mentioned this weeks ago, months ago, maybe that this guy's been around a long time. We think of him as some spring chicken, but Pitched he's been line. around a long time and yep. innings just start to mount. That's not an excuse, but when the fastball's there, it usually follows behind. That's why I like to get him going with the heater, not 80% heater, but get that
0: heater going to try and get him locked in so the split is behind it.
1: Makes sense.
0: Uh, uh, we got a lineup, by the way. So, yeah, uh, Spencer Horowitz not in the lineup as you would expect against the lefty. In fact, uh, Blue Jays just wanting, uh, just running one lefty out there against Martin Perez. A uh, George Springer leaning it off as you would expect playing right field, left field. Hitting second, mm. Whit Merrifield. There you go. Getting bumped up uh, into a pretty uh, key spot in the lineup. Bob Shed hitting third. Vladdy playing first base, hitting fourth, hitting fifth. Alejandro Kirk doing the catching. Matt Chapman uh, hitting sixth. Danny Jansen's a DH. Dalton Varsho, the only lefty in there playing center field. Santiago Espinal is batting ninth. He's playing second base. All right, gentlemen. Whit Merrifield new uh two-hole hitter for this this Toronto Blue Jays team. He was he was bumped up to fifth the other day and now he's
1: hitting second. Look look this this is I think if you're the Blue Jays and because of who you're facing, you got to score runs. You're trying to play the hot hand there. What's he against Perez? I mean, he's he's been really good, right? Yeah, I got the numbers. In, in his past it's it's Oh, well over 300. So that's why you're putting him up front. Hopefully you're getting some guys on base for yeah, maybe 10 Kirk. for 28 he, in yeah, his career. That's, that's pretty good, right? So you're, yeah, you, hopefully he can lay off the cutter. That's a little bit in off the plate zone up, maybe not chase the change up, work some at bats, you know, maybe get on base for Vladdy. I think that's the, the goal here. I like it. did. This is everybody yells and screams about. why don't they make changes? Well, why, won't why they do this? Won't they do that? Won't they move guys up? Well, they're doing it. Right, it's, They're not afraid to move Bo out of the two-hole, even though Bo has been Bo, now, not lately, right? he's He's been having some issues sometimes of getting mm-hmm. barrel to baseball, but it's a long season, right? You've got a lot of moving parts. You're going to go through things like that, but I love it. This is exactly what you do when your team's in fourth place. You're yep. not married to any lineup. Nope, nope. and
2: I, I remember being on teams that there was a set lineup for a certain amount of time, and then you just had to make a change, and there was a couple teams that I played on that – we moved some guys around that were in traditional spots that they had been in for a long time. We moved them around. We caught a spark, and something happened. Hitting is contagious, yeah. and it can go backwards just as fast as it goes upwards, and hitting with runners in scoring positions is contagious as well. And if, if it provides a spark, I'm all for it. And you never know what can happen. I, I love Bo in that three-hole. I just do. I think it's a run-producing place to be. I think he's the best run producer on the team. He gives the best AB. I know there's a lot of talk about well, what if, what about that third, fourth, or fourth, fifth AB in the later part of the games? I want to win the game in the sixth inning when it's bases loaded and two outs, and you have a three hole up. Playing for but,
1: the big inning. That's it. Yeah, I just I absolutely. just feel like
2: you play for the big inning in the big leagues.
0: Yeah, I, the problem is there's not you know you you want to put your your hotter hitters at the top of the lineup. I mean, Whit Merrifield is one of those, but like. Outside of him, who is it? It's not Vlad, despite the fact he had two hits yesterday. I mean, he's, he's, his OPS is well under 700. Actually, you know, it's under 700 since he, he left the lineup for a couple of games because of the wrist injury. I don't know if there's there's a correlation there. But obviously, Matt Chapman well, yeah. going through it right now. Danny Jansen hit the two home runs yesterday, so he's got to be in the lineup as the DH. But other than than Jansen, I mean... Is there another candidate to get bumped up the lineup right now than Merrifield? It's like it's just a process
1: of, a, of a elimination. He's the only guy. Yeah, I think – well, I think they're what you've seen with Dalton Varsha, right? They, they move him up to the three-hole. It's not a three-hole hitter, but right. he's raking. He was like six for ele- his last 11. Mm-hmm. You're trying to play the hot hand. You're trying to get dudes on base. You want traffic, right? They've been getting traffic on the bases. It's just – I think they're thinking, if you continue to do it and run it out there, the more chances you got, sooner or later, one of them big boys is going to run into one, right? Chapman's going to run into one. Vladdy's going to run into one. But you got to get the dudes on base. So you're trying to get those on base guys, the dudes at work counts, hit the ball the other way, can maybe get on top of an elevated fastball, lay off a cutter in. That's what they're trying to do. I, again, you give them credit for it. Like they're they're saying we're in fourth place. Like yeah. we and we're facing the best hitting team in baseball. You could say it. Like the Rangers get after you. Yeah. So, you're going to have to score runs, right? It's it's a lot to ask your pitching staff to hold the Rangers at home to say four or five runs. Like you're going to have to score six or seven a game. That means you got to get a bunch of dudes on base. Somebody's got to run into one. I like it. Now it's just up to the players to go out and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: when you went out and got Wood Merrifield, I mean, he was not a guy that you expected to play every day right out of the gate. And then he kind of earned his his way into the. St- I mean, he wasn't even the everyday second baseman to start the season. All of a sudden, Caleb, we're in middle of June. He's <laughs> you hitting second for a team that before the, the season had World Series aspirations. That's not casting aspersions on
1: anybody, but it's. Well, Varshaw's hitting up to start the season. Yeah. Too, right. I mean, you could throw a bunch of names in a hat to blame for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's. This is sort of what you got, right? It's it's expectations are a World Series. And then you don't have a cleanup hitter. You don't have your best player that we thought, hitting-wise, being your best player, you tend to have to make changes. you got to put dudes in spots that normally you wouldn't want to do that to and hope that they go out and give you quality at-bats. But, Caleb, it's really good to have you on here because obviously you are a former catcher and facing Martin Perez. And there's a couple of guys. Me and you talk about this all the time about approaches, not mechanics, right? It's just sometimes guys been around long enough. Mm -hmm. They make little tweaks. You know, you do the, the, the fruition with Vladdy, right? The, all the hand movement. It is what it is. It's not like all of a sudden he's going to change that. Now it's about what you refine approach wise. What I don't swing at is very important, right? Matt Chapman, you can throw in there too, with a little toe tap, right? It is sort of what it is. He's married to it. He's had a really bad month and some change he ain't going away from it. It is what it is. So how do you refine it? You're the heading coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. You're facing Perez, okay? Doesn't take a brain surgeon to look up to think, okay, I'm right-handed. I'm probably going to get sinker, cutter, somewhere in, right? He's mm-hmm. going to try to establish in early in account. He's either going to try and get you to have a weak swing, rollover with the changeup, or try and get a swing and miss with that pitch. If Vladimir Guerrero Jr. say first inning, Right before he goes up to his at-bat, you're the hitting coach for the Blue Jays. What are you telling him to do? Like, what, what would be your plan for Vladdy against Perez?
2: Vladdy is different to Chapman in that, for me, Vladdy is more of a east-west guy in terms of approach versus the north-south that Chapman would be. Chapman has a ton of trouble at the top of the zone. Vladdy can hit that because of his bat plane. For me, it's all about... East-West with Vladdy, Is it in? Is it out? You know, like you just said, Perez is going to try and get him sped up on the inner half with the cutter with the fastball. If he wants to look in there, absolutely fine. You have to sell out to it. How do you do that? What you do is you pick a spot, you pick a speed, and you set your eye level to that so that when you see it out of that one spot, you're in go zone. If it comes out in a different slot – which if it is a changeup, it's going to come out of a different slot. It's going to start more further away from you because he's releasing the ball earlier. If you're looking in and you're looking hard, it's going to be released closer to you. You see those tunnels. You see those lanes. You've stood in the box for a million years. When you you sit one side of the plate and you sell out to that, what happens is you accidentally take the nasty changeup on the outer half. If he wants to sit out or half, you do the complete opposite. For me, Vladdy, it's in or out against Martin Perez because he's going to try and use that changeup to deaden the bat, take the sting out of it, get him to chase where that fanny is going towards the third base dugout. His hands are going towards the first base dugout. He caps it. That's what he wants him to do. He wants to yo yo him in and out. Chapman's a little bit of a different story. Okay,
1: twenty twenty one Bladdy did exactly what we yes. think you're talking about, right? He's sitting something mm. somewhere. And, and with how it. dare how dare you make me do otherwise, right? I'm I'm sitting on that kind of thing. All season, I think we can agree he ain't been doing that. Right. Mm. You just by his it's swings, evident. Where you know, how he's getting out, what he's swinging at early and counts, it ain't looking that way. The aesthetics. Absolutely. How do you get him to buy into it? That's the thing, right? Because it may not work out the gate, right? Like he's been doing it one way all season, yeah. and it ain't really been consistently working. Occasionally, he'll take the ball in when look looking away just because he has more talent than everybody else and hits us, like you've been saying there forever, a screaming BB to left center and destroys somebody in the first row, and he thinks to himself, well, I can do it now. Mm-hmm. Like I can cover everything, and I don't have to look certain zone." Question would be Is how do you get him to buy into it? Like, what would you have to say to him to say it'll work? 2021 is all you need to know. All I need to show you is this. Is that all you're doing? Yeah.
2: You're showing him that. I'm showing him the highlight reel of the 135 or whatever home runs he's hit. And if you go back and watch all of those homers, of them are to the big part of the field. They're not pulled. Mm -hmm. They're to the big part of the field. That tells me that he was sitting soft away. It's about conviction. You have to know that when you make these type of adjustments, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And if you tell them, hey, you got to stick with it, your at-bat should be determined not by the outcome, by the execution of the approach, period. Once you start to figure that out we talk we hear process all the time right yeah, yeah. process pro- this is the process i'm telling you what it is it's not result oriented it is what are you looking for is it in out up down you you've talked about the nine quadrants i love that pick 3 and stick with it tell your hitting coach what those three quadrants are if you strike out who cares go and execute whatever you're looking for because when he does that The outcome is desired. Mm. It's what he wants because he's in that zone. He's on time. He's ready, and he can execute it. That's when you see him get his A swing off.
1: Okay, now people listening to you talk would say he's an elite hitter. Everybody's been saying that, right? We've seen one of those seasons out of him to make you feel he's an elite hitter. Why does a hitting coach have to tell him that? If you're an elite hitter, that means this between the years is elite, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't do the same thing over and over to me. I just won't allow it. I'll make some in-game adjustment. Question is, why would a hitting coach like you, if you're on the team, have to tell him all this is the question. Hitting is hard, and the
2: the big leagues is tough. They're making adjustments as well. And what happens is when you start off a little bit slow and you have a little bit of doubt, what's the first thing we do as hitters? We run to mechanics. Mm. There should be no such thing as a hitting coach in the big leagues. There should not be any such thing. It should be approach coach Mm. once you get to the big leagues your swing is for the most part your swing you can make very subtle small adjustments which we talk about matt chapman yeah he's doing all these major adjustments in his brain in his body they feel like massive adjustments but when you look at it it's the same there's nothing really really that different it should be an approach coach because once you get to the big leagues your swing is good enough to get you there then it is can you look in a certain zone until you get to two strikes, and then execute it. The best players on the planet that make hundreds of millions of dollars and are elite, as Vladimir Guerrero Jr. can be, they all do this. Nobody talks about it, though. This yeah. is the biggest part of their game, is the mental aspect in the chess game that's going on in between the boxes.
0: Well, I, I can't help but go back to even April with, with Vladdy, who, I mean, the numbers were there. Uh, The home run power wasn't necessarily there, but it did look like a different approach. And I I, I wonder that that the fact that he was not getting the home run power, whether that fed into the, hey, I got to change something.
2: It's a fantastic point. He was on track to explode. And I can't say how many players I played with that really, really good hitters like your Manny Machado, your Adam Jones, your Nelson Cruz, they would weave in and out of power and average when they felt like they were in a good spot with their approach and they were hitting for average, they would then try and start to get frisky, squish the bug, and back leg city somebody. (laughs) And once they felt like they were out of their approach, Mm -hmm. they backed it up and then went for hits. And it's this ebb and flow. Is and he
0: chasing results right now? I mean, because oh, he... Oh, no question.
1: He, he no, must know. No, no. No yeah, question. He's got nine games now if without an effort We're talking about head. it. He, you know he's talking and about And that's
2: it. the thing is he was right on track. He, everything was looking good. You, you noticed he was walking. He was bullying guys. He was bullying guys with, you're not going to throw three fastballs in. I'm just going to take it. And then what happens is there's not a lot of power there. And then he starts to change when, if you would have kept doing it, then you start to catch it a a hair more out in front. And then you lose one into the seats. And then before you know it, you hit seven in 10 games.
1: You blink. This sounds silly, but with where Chapman is going to be at the end of the season, he's going to get paid. Just, you know, there, there really is nobody else to pay. Like he, whatever that number is going to be, it's going to be a big number, right? Mm -hmm. My, my question is why doesn't he look like he has fun? Like, I know you roll your eyes, and I do. Like, I, I went through struggles. I mean, I was – you get sent down. I got sent down a lot, yeah. right? I, mm. I was stunk, right? You, you get sent down. You go through it. But you try – every coach comes up to you that you've ever had and always says the same thing. Try and have fun. Mm. Like, go out there and make it fun somehow. You know him better than we know him. Does he have it in him? Like, does he have it in him to where – You know, he he hits a ball that he just misses. He flies out to the warning track, and you can tell he's just like, ah, you know what, I get him next time because nothing (laughs) else is working. Do you think he has a name?
2: Some of that, Barker, honestly, is is like personality. Yeah. My brother's that way. My brother, great left-handed hitter, phenomenal left-handed hitter. And he would just miss a ball and, oh, you know, I was that close. If I – hit it to the warning track, I'm pulling my hair out because that was probably my best bullet. <laughs> to- like, Oh my goodness. I almost <laughs> yeah, had it. Yeah. I'm not going to hit a ball that hard. Not for am not to get months. that pitch again. Yeah. It's sometimes it is the personality and he is a very serious guy and he wants to win. He's very adamant about, results and performance pressure in the big leagues once you hit free agency is is difficult i had one year of it and it was there was something different about mm-hmm. man I'm, I'm about to hit free agency i want i want to get paid i want to do it and the desire I, somebody told me one time you can want something so much in this game that you strangle the opportunity mm-hmm. before you know it you're not having fun you're putting a lot of pressure on you and as a tinkerer that's a big strike against him. He 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 loves to change, he loves to dissect, he loves to analyze and this is a game of failure. It's yep. a, it is an impossible game to perfect. Can
1: you sense that as a catcher?
2: Oh yeah. You can sense you him trying it. too hard. There's a weird feeling in yeah, the box. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a tense feeling and I don't know how to explain it other than you can just feel when a guy you oh, you look at their takes too. A lot yeah. of the, you can feel their takes, you can feel their anxiety in their takes when they're just barely moving on a pitch that is a really good pitch, that always used to scare me. Oh, my goodness. He took that way too well. Yeah. There are other guys when you can throw a ball four and a half feet outside and that front hip's jerking out and the front shoulder's flying and you're going, this guy has no chance. You know, and I'm going, I know what that feels like. I spent an entire career trying to hit that way. You can feel this tenseness. And, yes, he he wants to get paid. He wants to do everything so well. He wants to be the guy. He wants to be a guy that they can count on. So there's a little bit of that relaxation and the best players that I play with they just didn't give a bleep yeah the best players I didn't pl- I played with they did not give a bleep because they knew were the best and it was this weird mentality that just allowed them to endure failure this game's all about enduring it's failure. an art
1: feel that way Bingo. yeah it but is, it, yeah. it
0: feels like that's ingrained like just like you're not changing your swing of the big leagues you're not going to change you're who saying, you are. Maybe your mentality you're born with it yeah i would say like uh, yeah. and, and you know it, it seems uh, to be yeah. working for bo Bichette because it feels like he's a, he's got the same mentality that's
2: a great thing i talked to bo about that two weeks ago and mm-hmm. i said what's going how are you mentally and he said this is the first year it's like a buildup. yeah all these years have built up to i'm just playing my game and i'm not worried about it and you know what you know why you just gave me the money sign. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. said it from the ahead. get-go. Yeah.
0: That was the one time I've seen him smile. Was he was oh, doing yeah. media after signing the three-year you deal. When you, uh. get, when you get security in this game, yeah. it
2: allows you to just exhale. Yeah. It just does. Everything else is based off of the next hit, the next homer. It's just literally every stat that you put on the back of your baseball card is another dollar you in your pocket. you think Vladdy thinks about that? 100%. You do. Wow. Wow. This guy, he, 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 he wants to be the guy. He's comparative. We all are. That's how we get paid. We get paid by comparison. Sort of
1: him and Soto, right? 100%. Yeah, And yeah, they're yeah. buddies, and
2: yes, we're all competitive, even yeah. inside the game. Of course, he wants – and don't forget, he's competitive inside his team, too. Yeah. A couple guys that are – Well, Bo's well, hitting in front yeah. of him. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's, there's psychological there. Sure. I remember there was a time when – Jones and Machado and Cruz, and there was kind of some shifting going on, and nobody ever said it, but you could feel it.
1: You yeah. could feel
2: this like who's who's top
1: dog Jeff now? Jenkins hit in front of me, and I was hip flying and mm-hmm. trying to like you back know, city, and I had to lift, you know. <laughs> yeah. I was. I'll show you. Oh yeah, look, he's doing it. How do I do that? Right? You know, I had the I had the like the 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 eighty twenty. You know yeah. how they want you 50-50 oh, on, yeah. on point of contact? I was more like 80-20 because mm-hmm. I was trying to uppercut and hit the ball in the air just because of the dude hitting in front of you. There's something to that, right? You watch mm-hmm. him. He, he can hit everything, yeah. and you want to do that. And when you're not, you try too hard. And then it sort of turns into us having conversations about where's he at? Where's he been all year? Well,
0: half as many home runs as he as he hit a, a season ago through uh, 67 games. Well, in that incredible 2021 season, he had 22 home runs. At this point in the season, last season, he had 17. Now he's sitting on nine. One of those against a position player as well. Um, I, I mentioned it since May 6th, 666 OPS in 34 games. That's coming off the, the wrist injury. But, um, yeah, he's got to get it going. If the Blue Jays want to go where uh, we all expect them to go. All right, Caleb, you're going to stick around? Sure. All right, because we're going to talk to your former teammate, Adam Jones, five-time Major League nice. All-Star, uh, joins us next. As Blair and Barker continues, Ben for Jeff Blair. Sportsnet 590, the fan in Sportsnet
3: smart takes on the biggest stories in sports the fan drive time with ben ennis subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
0: Sportsnet 590, the fan, and Sportsnet Van in for Jeff Blair, alongside Kevin Parker. Hi. Caleb Joseph mm-hmm. in uh, in for the hour. Let's talk to a uh, former teammate of Caleb Joseph, Adam Jones, five-time Major League All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, host of the Adam Jones podcast in Barcelona, wow. I- I'm told as well. How's it going, Adam?
4: Uh, I got no complaints. Uh, just, you know, I want to check in on Caleb. Yeah. yeah, he's doing, you he's know, doing well. he gets me up randomly only when he wants favors and never wants to just check in <laughs> on my well-being. That so, sounds like it. Uh, it's always good to, it's always good to, to, to hear from him and see, you know, if things are going well. I have to check out, you know, mm. Instagram from his, from his wife, how his life is going and stuff, you know. Hey, he don't you out. point
2: that finger at me.
4: How <laughs> <laughs> uh. you been, man?
2: Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I miss you, bud. You know, it's those teammates that you have you that too. that you just miss being around every day. Adam was one of those guys, and you are, man. You're one of my favorites,
0: bud. Do you, do you have a Do you have a good Caleb Joseph story, Adam?
3: Well, I think the number one Caleb Joseph story of all time. There's no There's no other story
4: about Caleb Joseph. Well, I mean, you could say his ball got b- removed. Uh, I remember that. That kind of, that's, that's, I don't want to, that's painful. But yeah, the fool went to like arbitration. The fool went to arbitration
1: with no RBI. Yeah, that's tough.
2: Yeah, it takes, uh, it takes a man's man to uh, go an entire season without an RBI. Were you
1: in the room when you did that? Oh, yeah.
2: In, you, in the, Vinoy. the Sitting straight across the, from Dan the, Duquette. This,
1: this, you, you, oh, and
4: you don't think that I would love to have seen his face, like, yeah. Like I know that I know that I'm
3: not the bad. Who was Bullwinkle in the room there? huh? Bullwinkle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was looking up those numbers. 2016 was the year. So this is, we're, we are talking about a man that in 2014 hit a home run in five straight major league games. Caleb Absolutely. Joseph. But in 2016, yeah, it was a rough one. You did come up with two hits with runners in scoring position that year, two for, for 27, but it, but nobody scored. Like how close was he, Adam, to to, hey. to scoring a scoring so, a
4: runner? So here's what the worst part was, is that I was leading off a lot of the years, a lot of that time, and he was hitting ninth. And it'd be men on third base, and he'd hit a screamer to the third baseman, a screamer to the uh, first baseman. He didn't have no pop oppo, so <laughs> the right fielder was playing rover. So the guy would, so he'd hit a line drive to the right fielder. Maybe He thought he maybe hit it really well, but if the right fielder was coming in. So there was never a chance to, for the guy at third to score. And then, you know, I get up and hit a blooper because, you know, I got some pop and the guy's playing at normal depth and the ball lands. And I'm like, see, Caleb, that's how you get an RBI. But it, it was, it, it, was at, <laughs> it was at times I was just like, like just put the ball in, hit, a, hit a 37 hopper to the shortstop. He'd hit a line drive to the shortstop. I'm, I'm telling it you, too it was the most unluckiest. It was the most unluckiest. Time I've ever seen somebody like it wasn't like he was just striking out and popping up. He was hitting the ball. He was hitting screamers, mm. but the ones hitting, trying to hit the ball in the air, Oppo, that was I think that was his ultimate mistake because he just had no juice going up. None, none. <laughs> Adam, can yeah, you absolutely none? No lightning ass. We call that lightning ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adam, can you teach yourself in season to be a run producer? Can you do that at the big leagues? Can you... Can you teach yourself?
4: Uh, I think I think if you watch the right people who 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 know how to get an RBI. I mean, there's different there's different ways to get an RBI. Me, I was taught in Triple A how to really really get an RBI. Um, I was still the young guy and you know hitting second. Oh, you got to get the guy over in situations. But the uh, our hitting coach at the team was like, hey, you're gonna be in the big leagues. This is how you really get RBIs, but get hits at the same time, and you know don't just give the at bats away. So I learned how to get RBIs by using the big field. The shortstop is still in play if you have got a good base runner. Um, at the big league level, it's tough because you got, it, getting RBIs is, is a trait. That's that's hunger, and you know some people have a different hunger, and you know the hunger of like you know I want to be here. I want to be at all star game batting third in all star game, and some people have a hunger that they want to survive and you know it, it, it it's it's it, I think that's one of those two kind of attitudes and my attitude was I want I I want to be at the all star game because I want to drive in as many as I could but at the same time my attitude with driving in runs was always selfless because it, you know if I didn't get him in I wanted to put the next guy in the best position to get him in also I didn't want to if I failed, I didn't just want to fail miserably. I just if I failed, okay, I didn't get him all the way in, but I, at least my attempt and my effort was for the team, opposed to a selfish, a selfish at bat. That's one thing I prided myself on. Was I never did anything selfish between the lines because at the end of the day, if we slapped hands, I did. I, there was a factor I came in at some point in time, so I'm happy with that. It, it, the four for four never. Meant that we won. It was some factor. I could have made a relay play to cut a guy down. That's my contribution to the game. While somebody else was four for four. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, well, and you know, you're talking about the run producing and 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 the different mentalities that it takes, Adam. And I, and we're talking about a couple of Blue Jays right now who look like they're pressing. Like, is there a fine line there? But between you know, feeling like you want to drive in that run and and feeling like you're a run producer and trying too hard and maybe getting down on yourself.
4: Oh, 100%. I mean, that's just human nature. There's there's everybody's going to go through a good and bad stretch. Look at the best hitter in baseball over the, you know, over the last last decade, Mike Trout. He's hitting 830 OPS. I take that. Okay?
3: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm
4: taking that. You know what I'm saying? And that's like he he looks like ass in comparison to like what we've seen you know, Mike Trout to be. so, But it just shows you that this game is hard. Uh, there's always a constant adjustment that needs to be made, no matter how great you are. Um, but it just it shows you that this game is hard, and adjustments are always going to be made. Defense is going to be better. Uh, guys have better reactions. And the better you are, that means that you are able to make these adjustments quicker. And, you know, you can put your head down all you want. The game don't give a rest. You know what about your head being down. It's like any other sport. Don't nobody care. There's mm. nobody's going to be like, hey, you go for four, nobody's going to oh, man, I feel sorry for you. Ain't nobody else, and especially with social media, you know they don't care. So it, it's just, it, you know, you have, to, you have to always remember that. Take a step back. Remember who you are. Remember why you're there. Remember, you know, the name on your back of your jersey for a reason. And just play your game. Sometimes you get into playing what what other people want you to play. What uh, somebody who's hitting in the same you know if you're hitting third and you're playing in the East and Judge is hitting third, you look at his numbers, you look at the scoreboard, and you're like, well, damn, he got 38, I got 17. Mm. Like you can get caught up in those games. Like don't get caught up in those. Get caught up in the get caught up in your runs and your runs category only for your team. If you get caught up in just that stat alone. Nothing nothing else on that board matters because you're there for a reason. I always believe if I played 150-something games, I'm going to do something Mm. positive. Let me play those games and let me affect the games how I can.
2: Jonesy, hey, was there a pitcher that you really liked to face? And then was there a pitcher that you thought, oh, man, I got no chance. I might need to pull a little hammy here. (laughs)
4: Uh, well, uh, there's never a guy that I want to pull a hammy against. But I know who my numbers are terrible against. I'll tell you that later. But the guys who I like to face, um, I mean, I like Tanaka. Uh, it was a great story because, I mean, uh, he came over to Japan, and we were, I think, the, maybe his first or second start. And they asked me, how would you like facing Tanaka in New York? I was like, how would Tanaka like facing me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he just faced, he, faced, he was an NPV. He's coming to the major <laughs> leagues. He's coming to face me first two badges bad strikeout. I'm like I'm walking back, the fans just wearing me out. I'm like, damn, I better get hit off this dude. Or I'm just going to just seem like a total idiot. Um, but no, I figured out, I figured out, you know, the competitive edge against Tanaka. Um, me and Sabathia, we had so many great competitions against each other over the years. Um, Scherzer, Verlander, we just, we, we both bad, We battled. I got, I think my most career home runs against both of those guys, uh, individual pitchers. Um, but the guy that just gives me just – talking about fits, and I didn't know this, was John freaking Danks. We came up with each other. Lefty, 92, 93, mm-hmm. sinker, changeup, cutter. Buck Showalter comes up to me, and I think – I, I want to say 2016 or 17 – 16. He's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about sitting you tonight. I'm like, what the hell what are you talking about? <laughs> Danks is pitching. Sitting, what the hell are you talking about? Lefty. Yeah, to be not Uh He, he, said, he comes – I'm like, no. He's like, have you seen your numbers again? So I'm like, No. I'm one for 33 against them at this point. I had no idea. I thought I got, I think, three or four strikeouts against them. Bunch of six threes. I'm talking about the poo six threes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right off the bat, you know you're out. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm hitting, I'm, I'm playing. First at bat, double. I scored. I'm like, show sure, what? I told you I got this. Next at bat. Six threes. <laughs> uh, he looks at me. He looks at me with thanks when a uh, new pitcher comes in. He's like, "You lucky? I was about to pinch it for you." <laughs> you know, you bet. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no way that's gonna happen. But it's just you know, you never know who you're not. Like sometimes you like, okay, I don't like that guy. I don't like him. I don't want to face him. But then there's guys that you like, I didn't know I was that bad against him. Danks was a guy I really didn't know I was that bad against. There was never anybody to me. I'm like, I, I'm fearful. I don't want to play, you know, I don't want to play, like, no, there was never any guy like that, like, I never, I don't care who you are, uh, I want to, play. I want to, you know me, Caleb, I want to, I want to get in the lineup, sometimes I want to DH, I didn't always <laughs> want to play center as I got older, sometimes especially I want to, especially with that, especially with that pitch DH we had, job. Ooh. Mm. Uh, I wanted sometimes I want a D H DH job, but, uh, you know, hey, the grind was the grind, and, you know, my job was my job, and. I took it with
1: pride, Adam. How about Martin Perez? That's who the Jays are facing. I, I looked it up. You're four for twenty-one off him. You got one big fly. You remember yeah. facing him? Hey,
4: hey, happens. Oh, he throws a uh, sinker, change-up, cutter guy. You hey, yeah, yeah. With a slider. Uh, yeah, um, I mean he keeps the ball down. You got to get it. You got to get him up. Mm. If you get him up, if you play to his game, I mean, as I'm sure I did again. All the guys, I ain't walking against nobody. Okay, I got somebody gave me a bat. <laughs> I'm Popeye Taylor, man. Or bam bam. And it's, it's time to swing it, okay? Uh but I know that, you know, his game was his game is, is low in the zone, playing at the knees. He's a sinker baller. He wants to go at eight innings. That's what I love about him. Uh he's one of those guys that uh will attack the zone, so he's gonna give you a pitch to hit, you just gotta get it up. Um, you got guys and you know that what it's like guys who like that always took the things that hey, screw up in the box. Why? Because you don't realize it, but in that big batter's box you know, one shoe size is literally, uh, you know, three or four inches for uh, height for that pitch, and that's a big, big difference in raising that that sinker changeup. So small things like that. I did. I did that against Burley all the time. Every time we faced Burley, every time we faced uh, um, knuckleballer. Come on, man! Well, I'm Dickey. drawing a blank. Wakefield. Uh, Dicky. Dicky. Every time we say fa- in Wakefield, I always screwed it up in the box because. I never wanted their pitch to continuously do the action of what they intended it to do. So I tried to eliminate some of the action of what it was doing. So I was my ass up in the box. And if you look at my numbers against those guys, I slaughtered them because I tried to eliminate that stuff.
2: Yeah, you're talking about being such a good teammate. I played with you for six years. You never told me to scoot up. the <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, you
1: idiot. You, no, no, the thing is, you was. That's you, why I didn't get an RBI. Back.
4: <laughs> no, that's not my fault. You would walk back all somber and stuff like that. Just put Mule on your lip. Gear with your head down while I'm, in, while I'm in the box, man. Yeah, you hear that rap music, li- listen to it. Okay, Caleb? Okay, you hear the rap music, turn around, listen to it. Something good about that. Okay? okay, so
2: we're talking about runners in scoring position, right? And You've, you've nailed it on the head. How, In terms of approach, how in-depth would it get for you when you knew you're really trying to drive a guy in, would it be zones? Would it be hard or soft up and down? Would you get super specific? Cause you could really drive a run in. Was there something to it or was it more simple than that?
4: Well, I mean, obviously you try to simplify it, but you, I mean, I'd be an idiot to say that I did not evaluate the situation. I mean, every situation calls for something different. If you're facing a reliever, uh, you know, the setup guy, you know that he's going to throw you those bastard sliders or forks or whatever he has as a secondary with his, you know, firm off-brand fastball up and in or something like that to try to get you off balance. Uh, but if it's a starter early in the game, they, they're they just getting their pitches like, hey, take the run, take the RBI, I'll get you out if you need me to. So it's it, you have to read the situation, but you also have to not, like, try and be bigger than the situation. You know, if it's the first inning, I mean, say if it's second, third inning, early in the game, and there's a man on third base, uh, take the RBI. There's no need to, you know, try and jack a home run uh, to left field when the the guy's throwing you nothing but fastballs away. Like, play play the game. I I learned to play the game. No matter where you hit in the lineup, play the game. And, you know, later in the game, you obviously have to – see the situation. And this is where me and CC Sabathia we bite heads because we talk about the rules committee all the time and he's like, "Yeah, I'm like, CC, man, late in the game, I'm facing Batancis, uh, you know what I mean? Uh second and third, one out, like I need to analyze the situation and like really think about." It. He's like, "Think about that in 50 in 20 seconds." I'm like, "I need more time." He's like, "I don't <laughs> care what more time you need." I can't argue with him on that, obviously, but you have to be able to analyze the situation earlier. And be able to uh, in on deck circle predict whatever situ- situations could occur, because there's only a few, um, but you have to just understand and analyze the situation and play the situation. You know if the situation calls for you to drive the ball to the big field, try and be that and if you pop up to the second baseman or pop up high to the shortstop or shallow center field, the intent was there. But if you ground out to third base, I was watching a game the Thursday the other night. Uh, First guy in the extra innings, man on second base, obviously the extra innings. So he first pitch off speed, rolls over to the third baseman. Well, that didn't do anything. Mm. It's like you have to play the situation. No matter if you are Trout or Judge, they still play the game the correct way because they can do it, obviously. They can drive the ball differently, but you got to play the situation. And that's one thing I prided myself on. Did I succeed every time? Hell no. But I prided myself on every time I got into that box, there was a mentality of what I was trying to do, especially with men on base. Nobody on base, you flip a coin on what would happen there. Jeez. (laughs)
0: Uh, Adam, you succeeded more often than you didn't. Uh, An incredible career, five-time (laughs) all-star. Tremendous. Uh, What a a radio guest as well. time. you're wonderful. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for this, man.
1: Thanks, big guy. Yeah, it's awesome.
3: Anytime, man.
0: Anytime, All right. There's Adam Jones, five-time Major League All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, uh, host of the Adam Jones podcast, man of the world in Barcelona uh, right now.
1: Okay, I got to ask. <laughs> I, I I have to ask. From one at bat to the other. Okay, I, I'm assuming Adam's talking about first at bat, I'm going to scoot up so they don't notice. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where I'm going to start. From one at bat to the other, are you engaged enough to look down and notice? Hey, I I saw you got me out with the breaking ball the last time. I'm going to scoot closer to get it before it breaks. Oh, I see what you're doing. Does that actually – because I, I got to be honest with you, I see the Jays hitters get out with that slider down and away a lot. And I wonder to myself, why don't you scoot closer to the guy? Like you, catch it before it breaks and get out there. Well, why don't you catch it so at least you'd have a chance of barreling it up to right center, right? Why don't they do that?
2: I've heard you say it over and over and over. No scoot question. up and move around in the box. No and, question. And, it gives a different look to the pitcher as well. And I didn't realize that until I stood on a pitcher's mound, stood right in the middle of the rubber, looked at that visual. Then I went to the first base side, totally different visual. Then I went to the first base side, totally different visual just of what I was seeing on the mound simulating being a pitcher. You can say the same thing about a hitter visually to a pitcher as well. You see him close. You see him further away. It throws off all different types of, visualizations that they're trying to navigate around, but he hit on a ton of good stuff. I mean, moving around, it's its adjustments. It's just yeah. adjustments. You know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and oh. over, expecting a different result. He had the wherewithal to move around and, Why and not, adjust. Why not,
1: right? Change, change point of contact. You might catch that thing it matters. You know, a little deeper, a little bit more mm-hmm. out front. You're barreling that thing up instead of getting jammed, and all of a sudden, because you got tons of talent, the ball's going a long way, right? I just wonder, like, it just... Why do you consistently walk to the plate? It's like last year, right? You got a bunch of righties in the lineup. You get them out two ways. Fastball, little run in off the plate, and then that slider away. Move around a little bit. Take one of them away. Now, all of a sudden, they actually see you do it. Now, what do you do, right?
2: When all of your adjustments are totally mechanical, it's easy to create robots. And these are athletes. Mm. When you stay athletic, and that's why you hear Dalton Varsha say it a lot, like trying to stay athletic in the bots. Sometimes you get so Keen onto my elbow, my thumb, my left yeah. pinky that you turn into a robot and you're not even adjusting to the game. of sounds happening. like a Chapman. Stay, stay athletic in the box. And that's why, you know, you see these guys that got rhythm and timing. You can
0: Talk about rhythm and timing.
2: It's staying athletic, but moving around, it matters.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, oh. uh, but before that, you go, uh, let's make some money for the people. Let's let's do a little thing called uh, "Between the Lines," brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. And for this segment, we bring in uh, producer Mark Boffa. How's it going, Mark? Good, guys. Good. Um, tonight, Jays Rangers in Arlington. You guys mentioned it. Martin Perez for Texas. Kevin Gosman for the Jays. The total is nine runs. Mm-hmm. On Bet Rivers, we'll be going over or under tonight. How do you say under against the, the, the team scored the most runs in all of baseball in the Texas Rangers? I think, yeah, That's I you can say went, okay, but well, how I about that you can say it? How about how about this? Rangers hitters, uh the love the profile that uh, Kevin Gossman provides. Right handed off speed. They are first in average against right handed off speed hitting 323. Uh they have eleven home runs. It's tied for second, yeah. slugging five eighty two. That's first in all of baseball. I, I,
1: I listen, that, I know Kevin Gossman's Fastball up what so yep. that screams. I'm just saying, like, he's reading the same stats you're reading. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you, so you're taking the over? I'm taking the over. Caleb, what do you think? Over or under? I bet on myself. Well, I bet one
2: time, and it was on myself I lost. I'll never bet again. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, we that just heard that story that he about the said. arbitration. I don't bet. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, look, look, I think it's two dudes coming off stinkers. I'm taking the under. Mm. I'm probably wrong because that's wrong. Dylan Cease punched out yeah. ten guys. you just I think uh, you're just in, taking in the, the other last side of things. Absolutely, why not? But I I, th- I think you got two veteran guys on the mound, add and subtract, you got two lineups that they're trying to score bunches of runs. You got two starters who are going to try and keep them from doing that. I think it's going to be under nine. Yeah, some guys with some pretty good track
0: records against Martin Perez as well. Uh, yeah, we mentioned Whit Merrifield, ten for twenty-eight. He's Chapman got a couple of doubles. Lefties um yeah chapman he's seven for 16 against him uh, he's got three doubles uh hitting 438 and george springer he's eight for for 27 uh 296 average yeah. he's, he's the only guy with a couple of home runs
2: he's I, got two. i wonder
1: when you stink if you just take those stats and throw them out the window or does mm-hmm. it matter
2: well he's a nibbler perez is a nibbler so he's gonna try and get you to for yourself sweet contact, out. and when yeah. you're a nibbler and you're okay giving up contact, you're going to give up singles. So you're going to look at some of these stats. Oh man, that's pretty good. He's hitting 460 off of them, all and right. so, 11 out of the 12 are singles. Yeah. And he can
0: navigate around that. There you go. Look at that. Yeah, that's pretty the good. Catcher talking. That's pretty smart. Yeah, this Blue Jays team is not out of problem racking up hits. It's been the extra base hits. Uh, all right, that was between the lines, and it was brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Caleb. This That's was, great stuff. I
1: enjoyed it. Oh, that was Let's wonderful. do it again. Oh, I showed so much better when he was on it. How about that? <laughs> no shot. <laughs> How about it? How about
0: I, I it? cannot disagree, man. Um, Yeah. Tremendous this, stuff. This was great. Uh, Blue Jays and uh, and Texas Rangers coming up uh, after eight o'clock. You're breaking o'clock.
1: down Kevin Biggio, no? To that, tonight? Tonight? Yeah. So tune in. Tune in it'll, into be, that. it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Biggio has stuff.
0: good numbers against Perez as well. He's got weird, like, reverse splits he this does. season.
2: He's got him in the books, but. Yeah. We well, he, he, We're he not playing? talking about no. left off. Yeah, yeah. Left. No, no, we're not right. talking no, about no. that.
1: We're talking about getting the head out on hundred and one. That's what we're talking about. All right. Easy. Uh, easy it too.
2: Not thinking that was impressive. How about it? Weird, huh?
0: Oh, it's crazy how that'd work. Well, okay. We'll be. Uh, we'll be tuning Can't in. Can't wait uh, to see it. Yeah, Blue Jay Central, seven thirty. First pitch just after eight o'clock. It is Kevin Gossman against Martin Perez. Uh, Caleb Joseph, uh, part of Blue Jay Central today. When we come back, we'll get into the uh, Texas Rangers of it all with Mark McLemore. Analyst for Bally Sports Southwest and the Texas Rangers as Blair and Barker, it continues. I'm Ben Ennis in for Jeff Blair alongside Kevin Barker. We're on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and on Sportsnet.
3: in-depth like no one else. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, Blair and Barker, Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Ben Edison for Jeff Blair alongside Kevin Barker. Wow. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough to follow. All right, we can do it. Pretty good. I believe in us. <laughs> <it laughs> oh, by the way, uh, back leg line is open, 416-413-3959. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun hour. Uh um, great. Okay, so it, Blue Jays are going to play this Rangers team, Kevin. Yeah. That's it's playing real well right now. And it's not totally out of nowhere because they spent a bunch of money last year and it did not work out right. That, that was, that was bad team. Lost 94 games a season ago. Texas Rangers did Marcus Semyon got off to a horrible, horrible start. He turned it around and uh, Corey Seager wasn't Corey Seager like, and he's been banged up this season, but when he's been in the lineup, he's been real good. And uh, Marcus Semyon's been real good. Basically start to finish. This offense has been pretty unstoppable. Um, they're getting, I don't, I don't want to call it lucky, but they're, like, batted
1: ball, luck is going yeah, their way. You could say what the Astros are going through has helped a lot. Now, mm-hmm. now, take nothing away from their offense. They got four guys with 118 or more total bases mm-hmm. to put that. In context, the Jays only have two. That's Bo and Chapman, and yeah. Chapman hasn't had a ton of those. He ha- most of he have like a hundred of those in April. Most of his hundred and eighteen <laughs> are, yeah, absolutely in eighteen. You you mentioned Marcus Simeon. He's got ten homers, mm-hmm. twenty doubles, thirty walks, and over fifty RBIs. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing some things. So yeah, you're look if you're the. Anybody on the pitching staff of the Jays, you're going to have to make quality pitches. You're going to have to pitch ahead. You're going to have to be unpredictable with two strikes. You mentioned it. You're going to have to pitch every guy differently, right? Mm -hmm. The righties like the off-speed in the middle of the plate. That's going to have to be set up better. Maybe you throw more sliders. Maybe that's something you look for tonight, right? To keep them sort of a little bit off your split finger. Velocity's going to have to be there. Location will have to be there. But this is a good... This is, will tell you sort of where you're at as a team, right? Facing a really good team on the road. Yeah. Who's a really good offensive team? Who mm-hmm. the pitching staff now is starting to bow their chest out a little bit and mm-hmm. starting to maybe catch up to their offense a little. You don't you, like you miss tough. Nate? You miss
0: Nate Evaldi, who started yesterday in that yeah. finale of the the Angels. That's a good series. thing, right? It sure is. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk to Mark Mclemore, TV analyst for uh, the Rangers, who joins us now. Mark, guy, uh, thanks for doing this. How's it going?
3: Good, Ben. How's it going?
0: Uh, it's going very well. Um, the season as a whole has gone very well for the Rangers, maybe not recently, uh, losing three to four to the Angels, but uh, this, is a, this is a franchise that's struggled since meeting the Blue Jays in that 2016 American League Division Series, six straight losing season since then. Like, How hungry for a, a winning team is, is this Rangers fan base?
3: <laughs> I think every fan base is hungry for a winning team, but especially here in the Metroplex, uh, they've been great fans over the years. I got to play in front of them for five of those years, and man, they're just—they're uh, waiting for another, uh, another playoff run for sure.
1: Mark, what's going on with uh, with Simeon? You know, he's a really good hitter. We all know that, but he had a a OK season last year, not a great season, and now all of a sudden he's the ten homer, twenty double, thirty walk, fifty plus RBI guy.
3: What's different? I think he's more comfortable this year, but. I, I won't. I won't quite say all of a sudden. I believe he hit forty-five homers for you guys a couple of years ago, didn't he? <laughs> he absolutely he did. That's no so question. I, I, so I wouldn't quite say. I wouldn't quite say all of a sudden. He's been good for a long time. I think last year was an anomaly, really. Uh, you know, adjusting to a new city. You know, being one of the guys uh, on a team. So I think he just had an adjustment period. But now this year, actually, since May twenty-eighth of last year is when he really started. Uh, getting back to that normal Marcus Simeon, and this year he's just carried it on. He's just been so consistent day in and day out, uh, not only offensively but defensively, uh, and in the clubhouse where he's a leader on this team. I think that's one of the things that uh, this organization lacked for the last uh, couple of years since uh, Adrian Beltrade retired. Uh, having that leadership, that guy that is a quiet leader. He's not your big rah-rah guy. Doesn't need to be, but you better believe if if there's a game to be played, Marcus Simeon is going to be in that lineup. He's going to post up every single day, no matter how he's feeling. You don't know if he's 20 for 20 or 0 for 20. He's going to come out and give you quality at bats and play some solid defense for you every
0: day. Yeah, and like you said, we've seen it out of him before. We've seen this type of season out of Corey Seager. Uh, obviously spent some time in the IL this season. Those guys are not surprises. I think to see this Rangers team the best offense in all of baseball is maybe at least a slight surprise. Like, How, how, how surprised are you? Are you not surprised that this is maybe the best offense in all of Major League Baseball?
3: Yes, I'm surprised. <laughs> I am surprised, and, and here's why. Not to, not taking anything away from the guys, but basically without Simeon and Seeger, you have a young team. You've got Nathaniel Lowe at first base, only got a couple of years uh, in the major leagues, was a silver slugger last year. Was he going to be able to come back and follow that type of gear up again? Adoles Garcia kind of came out of nowhere a couple of years ago, had, has had two or three really good years. Is he going to be able to continue to do it? Uh, At the beginning of the season, left field was a question mark. Center field was a question mark. Uh, Third base was a question mark. Josh Young has done a tremendous job uh, being a rookie and and fielding third base extremely well and filling that five-hole slot every single day all year long. Uh, In my mind right now, he's leading the uh, rookie of the year uh, race. So there were a lot of question marks offensively. You had four or five positions not knowing how they were going to respond offensively. I think all the attention... Was uh, on the starting staff and rightly so. Uh, I think Chris Young did an excellent job going out and getting some top-notch uh, talent for that rotation. So, yes, I'm surprised that the offense is leading Major League Baseball in offense, but it's good to see. And I think some of those answers uh, have been have been answered. There's still a lot of season left. So hopefully they can keep that pace
1: up. Mark, like the Blue Jays need a cleanup hitter, right? To take them to a whole different level, they sort of need that run producer guy, like who's going to just sort of put everybody on their back and and sort of help take them where they want to go. Is there a need for the Rangers, like say, you know, is that one little spot, maybe an eighth inning guy, maybe an extra starter that can give you some more length? Is there one little spot that if they take care of, will take them maybe to a different level?
3: No, I don't think it's one spot. I think they've got a couple of spots, a few spots that they actually need to address. Probably a couple of bullpen arms. I think that would make them feel a lot more comfortable to give Bochi some more options uh, to go to in the bullpen and, and tough situations late in the ball game. And they could probably use another starter. Uh, you can never have too much, too much pitching, especially when you're, you know, you're making a playoff run. So I think a couple more bullpen arms and uh, possibly another uh, you know, front-line starter would definitely do them some good.
0: Uh yeah, like like we said there's there's some talent on this team and, and it's it's not a surprise to see uh Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager hit, but those guys were on that team last year and they were they had uh lesser offensive years than they're having right now. But Bruce Bochy also is is a new addition this season. Mark what can you tell me about his impact on this team? For
3: me, Bruce Bochy was the most important signing. That this Rangers organization has had probably since signing Nolan Ryan, to be perfectly honest, he brings a winning attitude to this organization. He's got three World Series championships, uh, won over 2,000 games, he's tenth on the all-time win list. Uh, he just brings that pedigree, that 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 oomph that you need when that when you walk into that clubhouse. You know Bruce Bochy's in charge. He's going to let you play. He understands the game. He understands how to mix analytics and. I won't say old school baseball, but baseball the way that it used to be played. So he's got a very, very good mix of that. He uses all the information uh, possible and he puts his players in the best possible position to succeed. So him being in that clubhouse every day, I think that really helps the ship, whether it's you know the uh, offense or the pitching staff, uh, he lets, lets Mike Maddox do his thing and his coaching staff. So delegates extremely well. just knowing that Bruce Bochi is the manager of this organization, uh, I think these guys absolutely love it.
1: Mark, I played for Bruce. He sent me down. It was the easiest being sent down I've ever had. He just <laughs> called me in the office and, you know, it was like, he, he, Mark, he felt sorry for me. Like, it was like, you know, it was just hurt him so bad. And I think he took me out for a drink at some bar once. Like, he didn't really know who I was. I was there a couple of weeks. No kidding, right? Just the communication factor is a huge deal on one of the, a team that has the expectations the Rangers had. I to you talk about Bruce and whenever I played for him, it's just sort of some things never change, right? And you need that guy. That sort of, I got this. Like you know, you're looking down that dugout, and when that big situation arises, you just need that guy to sort of say, "I got this." You do your job, I'll do mine. It's a big deal, right?
3: It really is. You, you look down that dugout. Things aren't going the way that you want them to go, and you see him standing there the same way he is when you're on a ten-game winning streak. He doesn't change. He doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. Because he knows and understands this game. You can be good one day, and you can absolutely stink it up the next day. But you've got to continue to come back, fight, make adjustments, and go through it. So, then looking down that dugout, you, you've got to have that steady, calming presence, and that's Bruce Bochy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, he also uh, can get heated, <laughs> as can any no manager. Question. He was ejected yesterday, as was Mike <laughs> Maddox and, and Marcus yep. Samien uh, on a check swing call. I don't know if I've ever seen that, Mark. Where like three people ejected in, in span of about thirty-five seconds. You ever seen that before?
3: Uh, no, I can't. Rem- I can't recall it. But I'll tell you what, I was there last night, and all of a sudden, it happened. Three guys are gone. I'm like, what? I missed it. <laughs> it you know, it was go- it was in between innings. You know, the Rangers are taking the field in the eighth inning, and all of a sudden, you got Simeon gone, who number one is not a hot-headed guy. He went out to to uh, Jesus at first base and wanted to have a conversation, respectful conversation. It didn't end, didn't happen that way. He's gone. Maddox comes out. He's gone. Mochi comes out and he's gone. All within 30 seconds. And so, no, I don't think I can recall seeing it that fast. And Mochi did say in the, uh, the post game interview last night mm. that the only reason Maddox got out there before he did is. Maddox is a lot faster than both. He doesn't <laughs> get, well, get, get around well. Too much. So it was pretty funny. That's pretty awesome.
1: Okay, if I'm a right-handed hitter and I have to face Martin Perez, what do I eliminate, right? I, I can't mm-hmm. cover all three of those pitches. His changeup's really good. His cutter's really good, and we know what his sinker does. But what, what do I have to eliminate to be good against him?
3: For me, I'm going to every, everything except the cutter. If I'm a right-handed hitter, I'm going to look for that cutter and I'm going to look for him to make a mistake. Hopefully start it out over the plate or off the plate away, and then it's going to break back into me. And for me, that's what's been uh, you know, one of his issues, not being able to locate the cutter. When he's trying to go in, he doesn't get it quite too uh, far in enough and it hangs out over the plate, and that's when damage is done. So if I'm a right-handed hitter facing Martín Perez, especially right now, I'm looking cutter. I'm not swinging at anything that comes out of this hand that looks like it's below my knee.
0: Mark, how difficult was it for this team to to not have a letdown when the, the Jacob deGrom news came down Very that he close. was going to have uh, Tommy John?
3: You know, I, I think with the veteran presence and Bruce Bruce Bochy running the show, I, I don't think it was that difficult at all. And then you had Nate Valde who absolutely stepped up uh, right when that news happened. Not that, you know... He said, Hey, I'm going to put everybody on my back. He just knew that, Hey, everybody had to bring it up a notch when you lose your ace, and he became that ace for this Rangers staff. He uh, looked at the job he did last night, seven innings, uh, mm-hmm. gave up three runs, but got the loss. You know, as well as I do, I'll take it. If my starter is going to go, uh, going to give me seven strong innings and only give up three runs, especially with this offense that the Rangers have. I'm feeling pretty good about my starter only giving up three runs because for me that keeps us in the game. It gives us an opportunity to win, and the Rangers had it last night. They just couldn't come up with that big hit. But having said that, when you've got an Evaldi on the mound that, that uh, is going to go out there and, and, and keep you in a ball game, you've got to love it. So as a whole, I think they all stepped up. The offense started kicking in. Uh, the defense has been pretty solid all season long. So I think everybody uh, that w- and it was led in my opinion, by the veterans on that club. not you know, They've got a lot of young guys that are, that are that are on this team, and they're not only looking at Bochi but they're looking uh, at the veteran guys that have been through this, uh, the Robbie Grossman that's going out there uh, pretty much every day. Uh, you're looking at Simeon, you're looking at Seeger, how they're doing, and Evaldi out there as well. So they're looking at all the veteran players uh, and how they're going through this, how they're taking the news, how they're handling it, how they're going out and performing every day and so for them to not see panic uh in those veterans eyes when your ace goes down i think it did wonders
0: yeah it's gonna do wonders to look across the diamond and not see shohei otani though for, for a couple <laughs> of games as well as he ends up with the uh, with four oh, home sure. runs holy cow what what a series for him as he goes six and picks up the victory yesterday he's got 22 home runs this season as well after four in that four game series uh mark this was great thanks so much yeah. for this
1: awesome thank you oh
3: anytime fellas anytime
0: all right. There's uh, Mark McLemore, former uh, major leaker. TV analyst for the Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, the Yotani thing's
1: stupid, man. It's crazy. He's he's okay.
0: He, he we already know he's a unicorn. and He's uh, the one on one, but he's getting Offensive, better in different offensively, ways. Offensively,
1: this is the best we've ever seen him. He's like yeah, OPSing yeah. over a thousand. Yeah, it's crazy, right? The the adjustments he's made. It's like the ele- little elevated fastball thing where he's leaking. Mm-hmm. It's like what Caleb was talking about, where you have to. Hunt quadrants if you're a really good hitter. You just can't go up there anymore like I used to try and do because I wasn't a really good hitter at the big league level Had where I had to look right down the middle all the time and adjust to everything else once you get to two strikes. But if you want to hit homers consistently and drive baseballs in a big part of the field, you got to hunt things early, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's starting to adjust on balls in because what do you do when people come out and say that you're getting tired, right? What do you want to do? You want to pound them in, elevate it a little bit, right? You're left-handed. You got a little natural uppercut in your swing, and now you're starting to see him sort of make that adjustment to where he's getting it started a little sooner. He's opening that front hip a little sooner. You know, he's letting the barrel drag a little bit more, and because he's got tremendous power to left center, all he's got to do is tap it, and when he taps it, it's, it's silly. The question is... Is the price tag going up?
0: Well, I... I like, that's I, the
1: question, I, right? Is, is it going up? I mean, guess, I, does it matter at this point? I, I would think somewhat it's going to be starting with a five, I would guess, at I least. Guess.
0: And, I mean, it's... it's. I know you can't trade them if you're the Angels, especially if you're you're basically in the same um, standings position the, the Jays. Blue Jays are yeah. right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you play in a weaker division, but you got a couple of big dogs. I mean, you got the defending World Series champs, and then you got an upstart Rangers Redon's team. In, in healthy your, again. Yeah. But it's... Crazy to think about what you could get if you did.
1: Yeah, but how how do you know it would be successful? Like, what? There is no blueprint to that. Like, he's a unicorn. You've Mm. never. Had to trade anybody or tried to trade that? How would you know it's a good trade? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, you wouldn't know that, right? Is it six? Is it seven? Well, is it you know? Is it all s- eight? All eight or nine have to be in the top one hundred. <laughs> like, what is a good trade? That's why I don't think you, there's no way you can trade him. I don't like you. I just don't, don't so want to be the organization that does it. I mean, I'm no. sure they're making so much money off of him. Yes, like I mean, the Yankees were selling his jersey yeah. in Yankee Stadium.
0: Well, so he he hit a home run in the eighth inning and helped seal the victory. He also gave up two earned runs over six against, as we mentioned, the best offense in all of baseball yesterday. It's
1: crazy. That's stupid. Yeah, it's crazy. He's not throwing his split fingers much because the velocity thing's not there. Like, it is Mm – it's crazy the adjustments he's making because he can. That's crazy. When do you have time to adjust? Like, it's go work here on that. Go Mm -hmm. work here on that. And, oh, by the way, you want to be elite for both of them. Yeah. And I know, by the way, you got to adjust here because the velocity's not there and the split finger needs to be better. How do you throw less? <laughs> it's like. Overload. Like, where do I start? It's like you split him in half and half of him go there. It's just, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. it's a lot of fun to watch. I know I, that. Yeah.
0: 460 it feet to, to left field from a left field. That's it's crazy, that's right? A, that's
1: amusing. It's that's I, a
0: good I, word. I, amusing. So, uh, your story about Bruce Boche, also crazy. amusing? Oh, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. I like it, that he it softened it, the blow. No, no. Because if anybody's ever met Boch, Uh huh. He's a giant human. Like his, yeah, his hands are like they're <laughs> giant. His head is just like there's no hat will fit it. Like Kevin Mensch style. Oh, it's just like it's giant. And wow, it's just, like bigger it's, than Kevin Mensch though. I'm not sure. I, I thought I,
0: I thought he had the rep as the biggest head in all baseball. I have
1: no idea, but
0: it's. it's what would it's, you rather it's have? The, it's the, like it's the just, saying was like I so
1: it's just like his $1000 or acts, Kevin mentioned he helmet walks, filled the with way pennies. He talks like just everything is like cool like it's just and for boats to treat me the way he did and send me down he actually saw me out at a at a at, at the hotel bar cuz he sent me down on the road.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He saw me he bought me a drink. He felt That's bad nice. for sending me down yeah. cuz I really I really didn't pl- play a whole ton. Uh-huh. And I think he, he felt bad for for not calling on me or telling me to pinch it or something like that when I was with the Padres. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really care. And You know, I've been sent up, I've been sent down before, and it didn't really bother me. But it's just cool that a guy like that, and it's like Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. Dusty Baker's like right there too. He sent me down. He's the only manager to ever send me down to say, "I'm sending you down. I don't want to, mm-hmm. but you'll be back soon." That's I drove nice. to Louisville. Four hours later, I was driving back. Like it's just it's. <laughs> It's They don't have to, because I was the 25th, 26th guy. They don't have to treat you that way. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why they're great. Like, that whole everything off the field, no matter of how they go about when they take their pitcher out, which Dusty's not always been great at, right? That's one of the things you yell and scream about him is when he takes him out, right? That's a big thing of a manager. It's everything else. Well, It's how he treats the human, even if the human's not Barry Bonds. Yeah. Right? So... That's why I got a lot of time for those guys and and to listen to other organizations and other people around those two guys talk about them the way they do is pretty cool because I know what my experience was.
0: Well, this is it. So you're talking about a Rangers team that, okay maybe didn't expect to be first in the division right now and, and have the best offense in all of baseball, but they had high expectations last season, well, right? they
1: were spending tons of money.
0: They spent a ton of money. Yeah. Their payroll's lower than the Blue Jays right now, but they, they threw all of the... the <laughs> you the, had to throw the, that in I, her, It you. is. It is. It's lower <laughs> than the Blue Jays. I was checking it before the show. Uh, but, yeah, no, this is a team that threw all the uh, all the money... Almost 200 million at Marcus yeah. and then, you know, Corey Seeger, that incredible free agent class, and they go out and, well, this year is Jacob DeGrom, but last yeah. year they, they underperformed, right? Severely. No and, and part of that is, boy. Yeah, you do look at the numbers, and and Simeon and Seeger had down years, and and Mark spoke to, hey, it does when you're joining a new team. Sometimes there is an adjustment period. Sometimes it's 162. Seattle games.
1: was really good too last year. the, yeah. the Astros are really good. Yeah, so yeah. You but, sort but look of at those, yourself a little bit of a. But look at the numbers that those guys,
0: those guys put up. It's not nearly what they're doing Obviously, this year. Yeah, yeah. But you, you have to give some credit to the manager, and and I mean to that, like I
1: wonder. I, I mean, I I I think you do. When it comes to how you handle alpha males Mm. and how, I mean, is it, is it Bruce's Boach's deal that Simeon's having the year he's having? And they're maybe you told them to. Yeah. And like, I, (laughs) are the at bats better? Are they more comfortable? You know, is a, is, you know, I'm not sure that I feel hitting's contagious. I think approaches are contagious. Like if I see that one guy taking those really close pitches, fouling off like four or five, two strike pitches and, you know, puts a ball and play hard, I want to go up and do that. So I'm not sure it's, you know, so much the hitting part of it as, as the approach part of it. But, yeah, I do think there's just a little bit of that. You know, he he's the one on a good team with a lot of good players who are all having really good years, mm-hmm. can keep it going. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of stay out of the way, right? Well, that, this is- that, that I think, is an art for a manager when they're on good teams and around a bunch of players that are having really good seasons mm-hmm. is how do I stay out of the way? Mm-hmm. Well, and
0: know when right. to say something. Because this there. is a Rangers
1: team that's surprising.
0: Like I said, they're in first place. But they're struggling a little bit right now. Just lost three of four to this Angels team. and They've lost six of eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, okay, yeah, you mentioned that the Astros are a little banged up and Jordan Alvarez no on the aisles. It's a pretty significant uh, injury, I would say. Uh, and the Angels do have the best player in the history of the sport. Mike Trout's off to a slow start, and he was 0 for 4 yesterday too. He's like career low numbers. Adam Jones mentioned that, yeah, we'd all sign up for an 820 OPS, but that's a career low for Mike Trout. But, yeah, if you're that Rangers team and you, you look up at the standings and then, holy cow, here we are. And, and a great point by Mark as well that, okay, you got a couple of veterans in in Simeon and Seeger, but the rest of his team, like this is all new to them. They're a very young team. Yeah, you team. lead by
1: example, right? It's that it's sort of that thing. When Simeon was here with the Blue Jays, it was more of, you know, I'm pushing 50 homers. Mm-hmm. When I speak, people are going to stop and listen because they want to know how to hit close to 50 homers. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of that kind of thing, right? If he was hitting 10 homers, would you li- listen to Simeon? Probably not, right? So that—that's sort of the. Again, I think it's accumulation of a bunch of things. Nathan is having a really good season. Like they're doing some things. I think that the veteran guys are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's why they brought them there was to carry the load, so some younger guys can sort of fill in the blanks when they need to fill in the blanks. It's, yeah, it's a. I think it's a good story. Like, you know. You see the Mets spend all that money. It ain't working. No. You see the Rangers spend all this money it's working. <laughs> well, it is uh, this year. It's working. Yeah, it is. So it's sort of... And they spend a lot so of that money on Jacob DeGrom, I, I, who's not wonder, pitching right now. I, well, I wonder, would that will would that stop them from spending money? Yeah. That's like, will it put a little, you know, mm-hmm. we, we tried to spend that and it's not working because mm-hmm. of that guy. I wonder what that'll do to it, but... Winning will help everything. It, it cures a lot.
0: Yeah, and they've been it doing a, a lot of that all season long, although yeah. not necessarily recently. Well, they maybe got, the
1: Jays are running into them at the right time.
0: Maybe, and, and Martin Perez is not having the best season in the world. He's got an ERA in the mid-fours, giving up a bunch of hits. Um, Blue Jays offense not exactly clicking on all cylinders. Well, centers. Mark
1: said it. Lay off the, the sinker. Mm-hmm. Lay off the changeup because nobody can hit it. Mm-hmm. Look for the cutter that starts away. That'll end up down the middle. What you've seen from the Jays lineup lately, could they do that? We'll see. Uh, they, they have a, <laughs> So, no. <laughs> they have a new number two hitter,
0: challenging. though. we will We'll see. Uh, Whit Merrifield uh, hitting second for this Blue Jays team. Also, uh, if you missed the top of the show, Spencer Horwitz, number 18 prospect in the Blue Jays pipeline. He's always uh, taking oh, he's ground balls. Taking
1: ground balls. Right now, as right we now. speak.
0: Not in the lineup. But uh, we'll hear from the manager next. Why don't we take a break? We'll hear from the manager, awesome. John Schneider, next. Also, uh, get to some of your calls on the back leg line. Again, it's open, 416 413 3959. It's Blair and Barker. I'm Ben Ennison for Jeff Blair alongside Kevin Barker, SportsNet590 the Fan, and SportsNet.
3: Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Bourne. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: five nine of the fans force that Ben Ennis in for Jeff Blair alongside Kevin Barker. Spencer Horowitz called up today. Um, has not yet appeared in a major league game. This is his, uh major league debut. And what a, what a welcome to the majors moment. We're watching right now. Kevin is uh, we got the, the camera on the field in, uh, in Arlington and Donnie baseball, Don Mattingly
1: giving him some pointers, fielding some ground balls. How much luck is it that that camera is pointing right on the two mm-hmm. that we want to watch. Yeah. And watching Donnie baseball give directions on how far a new young first baseman should go over in the hole towards the second baseman. Like the conversation, I boy, you'd love to be a fly on somebody's shirt to listen to that. And mm-hmm. I mean that think about that. You're in triple A. Yeah. Donnie baseball ain't in triple A. <laughs> now all <laughs> of a sudden you're taking batting taking batting practice, taking infield, and all of a sudden Donnie Baseball standing right beside you, yeah. giving you pointers. But the one thing I did notice, and I, and I pointed out to you, is how many people wear batting gloves under their glove yeah, anymore?
0: No, like, uh, Honestly, I can't think of anybody. Like Donnie
1: Baseball has a giant batting glove because I never did that. I, I like to feel the ball mm-hmm. actually going into the webbing of my glove, and it was easier for me to do that without a batting glove. I wanted to feel that so... You know, you have more hand movement around when you get to the bag and you have to adjust your hand movement and you want the ball in your webbing, right, to stick in there and just seemed like for whatever reason when I was wearing a batting glove because I did try that for a little while, especially cold weather early in the season. Yeah. You know, it stings your hand, especially guys that are overthrowing and you know, young dudes get a little frisky from mm. short and they want to overthrow a baseball. Sort of hurts your hand. But just funny, old veteran and then the young pup sort of, Doing it in two different ways, but that conversation that had to be oh, awesome. Oh, it had oh, to be. No, Tremendous. the,
0: the batting glove thing is weird. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, cool. I, I don't think anybody. It's odd anybody what would I wear notice, it. It's odd what I, I know. noticed. I, I, used to, I used to wear it, not that I played baseball at a high level, but I wore a batting glove under my glove, and I, I feel like nobody does it anymore. Do you remember, mm-hmm. like, your, your welcome to the the big leagues moment, like, similar to what Spencer's going through
1: here, like, where you had stars in your yeah, eyes? Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jenkins, I can remember when I, the Houston uh, lefty was throwing the first day I got called up. Like Spencer. Yeah. And I wasn't playing. Mm -hmm. But I was, I mean, I'm going to, it's rare I toot my own horn. I was the top prospect for the Jays. So it was a pretty decent deal that I was getting called up for the organization. Mm -hmm. And just so happens I didn't play that day. So, but I had to lead stretch. and, And Jeff Jenkins made me get in the middle of the little group for stretch early, and I could just remember i couldn 't talk like like i I spent off seasons with Jeff Jenkins like i, I we were joined at the hip in the yeah. off season in Arizona, I lived in Arizona in the off season I was hitting every day all day that 's all we did together, mm-hmm. right and then when I got to the big leagues and he was forcing me to because I was a young guy, and he was sort of the veteran one of, at least one of them, yeah. and he was making me get in the middle, and I could just remember how everything looked so much bigger like when i went from the from the the minor leagues to the big leagues just everything like you walk out of the when you walk from the clubhouse which is actually cool looking like you actually want to yeah. be in that clubhouse right cuz minor league ones <laughs> they stink and then you walk into the dugout the dugout looks bigger obviously it's not but it looks that way right and then you walk from the dugout to the field how much cleaner the way it smelled and how much bigger it looked like just everything how quickly? Your, how quickly? Absolutely! How quickly your mind sort of took all of that stuff in in a hurry, and, and you know your buddies are picking on you, which I remember that too, which is sort of cool, right? And it's, you know, you just and then you get and you just want to sort of get your first out of the way, yeah. Right, your first ground ball with somebody that matters, your mm-hmm. first swing batting practice. I can remember the all the first. No kidding. I can remember all I was thinking is don't swing through it. Yeah. <laughs> don't swing through it. That's all I can I, I remember that. Don't swing through it, right? Because, you know, you're. Of I'm, course. I'm supposed to be really good at this. <laughs> and that's all I can remember telling myself is, oh, please. And you didn't? If there's anybody watching up there, please don't let me swing through uh, this. And I didn't. Uh, Thank goodness. But, yeah, it's just little things like that. And for Donnie Baseball to actually try and make it cool for a kid is – no, that's awesome. Sort of why he's here. Yeah. I mean, let's not lie. Like, that's mm. sort of... Yeah, John's leaning on him things. for decisions. Absolutely. But, yeah, also this stuff. Absolutely. Mm. The little things matter, right?
0: Yep. Uh, and just like you, uh, lefty on the mound in his uh, first game, mm. so he's going to sit out today. I mean, maybe appears as a pinch hitter, um, but likely to get in, you would think, uh, over the weekend. All right, so... Let, let's let's hear from the manager, John Schneider, because as mentioned uh, early on in the show, there's a bunch of moves. Adam Simber reinstated from the paternity list; he's active for tonight's game. Spencer Horowitz recalled. Thomas Hatch he's optioned. Nathan Lucas also optioned. So uh, here's the manager. Here's John Schneider. Uh, so, so what will Spencer Horowitz bring
5: to uh, the club? Uh, hopefully, more consistent at bats. You know, I think that you know he has really good command of the strike zone. Um, hits the ball hard. And uh, he's been kind of doing that since we got him um, in the minor leagues. That's why he's on the roster. That's why uh, the Mm -hmm. results have been what they have been in Buffalo. So um, messaging to him has just been keep having those consistent at-bats.
1: Where do his opportunities come? There you go.
5: Yeah, I think either, you know, DH first base, you know, not so much outfield, which he does a little bit, but I think, uh, you know, trying to get him in the right spots against uh, right-handed pitching, um, whether that's at first or DH if Vlad needs to get off his feet. Um, and off the bench, too, against, against certain righties. Is he here
0: to play pretty consistently, though? Or um,
5: yeah, the... yeah, I think as consistent as we can. Um, that we obviously have a guy at first who we really trust and like. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it offers us Sometimes. some flexibility in the DH role while he's here, for
1: sure.
5: I mean, can't ignore his performance, I think. Um, you know, has a knack for getting on base. Um, and getting base hits. Really like his approach versus, you know, a lot of different types of pitchers. Today specifically with the left-handed starter and Perez makes it a little bit easier. Um, but just trying to string some hits together, you know. We've been, you know, talking about that for a while to where the hits are coming and they're coming kind of one or two, you know, an inning. Um, so just trying to string some more base runners and more traffic ahead of Bo, Vlad, and on down.
2: So is something that will
5: continue to be on the left today? Yeah, we'll, I mean, it could. We'll see. You know, I think there's a lot of different flexibility that this roster um, offers. You know, you like to be as consistent as you can, and when you look up, you know, 70 games in, you uh, you say, okay, let's try to change things up a little bit. So, um, if we like the way it rolls out first time, second time, third time through, definitely something we'll look at. Is it fair to say yeah, I mean, I think so. It's 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 weird. Baseball's a weird game. I think we're second in the league in hits and, um, you know, middle of the pack and runs, right? So, you can't ignore that. So, you you try to do it one of two ways. You try to do it by continuing to get those base hits So you gotta you know, hit hit a couple home runs with some guys on base. So uh, yeah, I think it is a try to way to shake it up a little bit and we'll see how it rolls out.
4: So much of that but
0: you were just saying it comes down to this production the scoring position. Yeah. These guys are
5: here like the
1: best. ball out of Does that explain why you guys haven't had that
5: success? Yeah, I mean, I think the things you look at, you look at, you know, there's luck that's involved in baseball at any given point. Yeah, sure, there's approach that's involved. There's opponent that's involved. Uh, You know, we face some tough pitching, not that they haven't. You know, they're really good hitters over there. And uh, it really just comes down to approach, staying consistent with it. And, um, you know, over time, the math usually comes back to where it should come back to. And, um, you know, just as quickly as you're at the top of the list, you could be at the bottom of the list and vice versa. There's
1: 70 games in now, again, like up to almost halfway through the
0: season. Mm-hmm. So do you think about things like looking for offense, trying to find a spark, so you know,
2: maybe
5: a month Yeah, for sure. You know, I think that, you know, it's – with every action, there's a reaction, right? And, um, you know, I think we're at the point where it's okay if it's – if we're doing one thing or not doing one thing, we got to find different ways to do it, whether that's placing guys in the order – um, putting guys in motion, hitting and running, you know, doing things like that. So um, kind of until it gets back to where we think it should be, there's definitely going to be some some spots to try to be a little bit different.
0: All right, there's the manager, John Schneider. So the position that Spencer Horowitz will be in will be a DH first base situation. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that works because Kevin Biggio is actually hitting right now and they both swing it from the, the left side. Um, and it does feel like Brandon Belt is not going to, if he needs a little bit longer than the 10 days, it's not likely to be, much longer than the ten days, which would expire at the end of this uh, road trip, which ends after three games in uh, Miami, after these three games in in Texas. But the, there's the manager. What was your takeaway? Yeah, there?
1: I like everything you said. Like I, I like it that the luck thing's over. Like we're going to try and make our own luck. Enough of this. Is like it, seventy you, games now. You got Kevin. absolutely. You're in fourth place. Like you're fighting for a wild card spot now. Like it's the the Orioles are better. The Yankees are better. The Rays are better. Like it's a uh, it's right in front of you now. Now you're trying to push the luck a little bit more in your favor by moving around the order. Now, you if you're a fan of the Blue Jays, you can't argue about that, right? He's doing everything yep. that he can do to try and spark this team. If you want to blame somebody, point the finger at the player. Like mm-hmm. it is now because of the moves he's making in the order. Up to the player to make adjustments, and I did not hear him one time say it's a mechanical thing. Did you hear mechanical? No, I didn't. You know what I did that, hear? Funny I, how I hear that seventy what? games in that I didn't hear mechanical. You,
0: you know what I, I I did hear, and I mean this came off of the the question about who Spencer Horwitz is and what you expect him to bring to this team, and he said
1: more consistent at bats. Like talking about this, Nathan Lucas, you sort of feel sorry for him, right? I mean, yeah. again, you don't, you shouldn't because he did, you know, make the team and, and was in the big leagues and made a big league check. Mm. But he's in one of those positions where I've been in him. Yeah. Where you could probably never hear from him again. Like, it's it's sort of there, right? Yeah. Is I mean, I don't want to be bad and, and mean about that, because if somebody was to get hurt in the outfield, it's just process of elimination. Yeah. You don't really have anybody else. No. But the point is, is when he was here, did he it didn't really show enough because he didn't get an opportunity to show no. it wasn't really his fault. Got his first major league hit though, so that's yeah, good. He got that's that, that thing a, out of the way. Absolutely. But this is sort of the reality of being on a contender, yeah, is when their team is not doing it, and you're sort of that guy that just say I don't want to say don't care about because that's the wrong way to say it, and that's rude. Yeah. Cause I was that guy. So I don't want to say that. But when you're expendable,
3: mm.
1: like that twenty-six guy is. If they think they got a better dude that can put a ball in play and give you a competitive at-bat late in the game against Velocity, I think that's what it is sort of a little, is runner on third base less than two outs, you're facing a dude who throws hard. Can you put a ball in play hard somewhere in the middle part of the field to drive that run in? I think that's what it is. You need more of those guys to call on, and I think they were saying without saying it out loud sort yeah. of, that they feel more comf- comfortable just, with it, this guy than the it, other guy. It's it's hard
0: to envision a scenario where where the Blue Jays, you know, yeah, Vlad is DHing, and you need a left-handed hitting first baseman, and Kevin Biggio's not the first guy you're calling because he's actually, yeah, again, producing. He's, he's getting on base. He's hitting home runs, and, and that it's probably not Yeah, that not could Spencer be a Springer Horowitz.
1: complete day off where, oh. you know, Biggio's playing right, and, you know, they sort of have a righty on the mound who struggles against lefties. You want to put as many lefties in there as you can. Yeah. Brandon Belt's not here. Like, there's a lot of – they're trying to fill in the blanks by making it a little bit more competitive everywhere. Mm. Tougher outs. Mm -hmm. and I think this tells you, right, is there's competition now. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're hitting your plan, if you're not, you won't even be on the team. Like, Mm -hmm. it's real simple now. There's guys that are allowed to struggle because of the name on the back of the jersey, Mm -hmm. and then there's everybody else, and (laughs) everybody else needs to earn their way, and I think that's sort of what they're telling you is we're going to have guys that have to give you competitive at-bats if you don't. Because they need to score runs and they know it and this is how they're trying to do it. Yeah, and uh Spencer Horowitz hasn't
0: hit a bunch of home runs but he's earned his way up to the major leagues because he's hit. He's hit uh very well throughout really the entirety of the season. Just his don't major get here player. and
1: try and hit him. That's what you don't want, right? Stay that's sort of the thing is, you know the you ball the, ball, the balls them? are little they're wound tighter. They're a little oh. newer. You can see them a little bit better. The the batter size are a little bit better. Mm. The bats at the big league level are a little bit better. Mm. Like you think batting practice, ball carrying a little bit more. Now I can get a little bit more frisky. Swing gets a little bit bigger. Oh. That means screaming elevated heater up in to you, and then you start struggling. You're not playing anymore, and you're in AAA. That's what you don't want <laughs> from him. So that conversation needs to be had, right? Stay you're not you, using the same bat you're using in absolutely AAA? Absolutely not. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, boy. That's uh, why you're something else. I, well, I mean, I figured you
0: got a bat deal, and you know you got a bunch you, of your you own fi- model. You
1: figured wrong. I guess so. You figured wrong. The bats that you're using the minor leagues, you're paying for. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't paying for many. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the bats at the big league level are free.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so break them over your knee if go you want. In,
1: go in the go in the go Maybe in. Maybe go Bo Jackson.
0: Yeah. yeah good luck. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Let's get
0: to uh, back leg line. Uh, let's go to John from uh, North York. John. With runners
2: in scoring position, they allows either not scoring runs. But if they score more runs, they can't hold a lead. The problems, the bullpen, it's always been the bullpen. For the last three years, it's been the bullpen. Anyways, that's my comment.
1: I mean, I mean you can make the comment, but I, I, dis, I disagree. Yeah, I mean, the evidence like suggests I, that that's not true at all. Yeah, I disagree. I think some guys that you expected to do special things offensively, are just not doing it. We know the names. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you want me to say their names out loud, I can. But I think we all can point the finger at some people that need to step it up. And I think their bullpen's been good enough. Now, they've had some hiccups just because you had to abuse some certain people when other people are either not available or Mm -hmm. not getting the job done. Like, it's been good enough. The rotation's hiding some woes out of the pen, which is a big deal. So, John, I mean, I respectfully disagree with you. Yeah. I think offensively, if some certain guys start stepping up, everything else will sort of fall in place.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the swing and miss is there. I think they're top two in, in strikeout percentage out of the bullpen. I mean, do you want to point – They're throwing to,
1: harder consistently. You, I mean, they got Nate Pearson. Everybody's been yelling and screaming about mm-hmm. He's consistently throwing three digits now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to give him the ball. I'd be okay giving him the ball in the ninth inning mm-hmm. with a one-run lead. You wouldn't now. I would. Like, yeah, if he's cause well-rested. Because that 100 and not maybe back-to-back days, yeah. it's special stuff now. So, yeah, I'm okay with – I mean, John's got his own opinion and he can have it, but
0: – Yeah, I mean, are we going to point to a game like yesterday where Jimmy Garcia, okay, they, they, they takes a tie game and unties it, giving up three straight two-out singles? Um, but, yeah, that's Jimmy Garcia in a, in a game that you've only scored two runs in, right? Like, that that game is more on the offense than than the bullpen. By and large, especially the back end of the bullpen and, and Eric Swanson and Jordan Romano – I've gotten the job done. There you go. It's uh, it's not to me uh, near the top of the uh, pecking order when you talk about reasons this team is not in a playoff spot right now. Let's no. go to uh, Glenn in Colebrook, Nova Scotia. Glenn.
2: Basically, the Jays are paying up to win at least 94 games
3: to get into the playoffs. Yep. That means they'd have to go 56 and 36 mm-hmm. over their last 92 games. This team
4: would have to go on a gigantic run. hmm I don't see them playing 20
5: games over 500. The last 92 games, but things can happen. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I don't think they can quit. Like there's still a bunch of season left. Uh, I, I, obviously, I think it would help if we talked about the lineup over and over and over again. I think you get Alec Manoa back mid-season. Maybe he's a little bit better. You know, he can give you a little bit more length. Maybe you add another bat. Maybe you try and, you know, add. Maybe Chad Green comes back. He can solidify an eighth inning. He can help you out there. 56 wins, a lot. I've been saying this. It's somewhere around that 93 to 95 win mark to get you into the playoffs with the way the Orioles are the way yeah. the astros are going to get healthier sooner than later probably sure. they're going to be a little bit better maybe the mariners make a run i mean they're underperforming in a bunch of spots somebody's got
0: to lose though because like it yeah they know they're playing interleague but like some of these american league teams are going to be playing each other
1: absolutely so it's going to be not easy like there's going to be yeah. there's going to have to be a lot of things go right for them to win 56 games Do I think they can do it? Absolutely, I do. I think they got the starting pitching to do it. I think they got the back end of the bullpen is good enough. I think their outfield defense is good enough. I think they yell and scream about that base running, you know, when they're not trying to press like they were in that little spurt where they were losing all those games. As long as they do that, as long as they don't have a major injury in the rotation, and I ain't even going to say them names out loud, as long as they don't have that, I don't see why they can't come close to doing that, right? (laughs) Are they going to win 56 games? I
0: mean, who knows? Kevin, I, I would just, I mean, I would go back to just last season. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of mirror that season because they got it off to a slow start with runners in scoring position. But, you know, they, they, they were swept in a four-game series in Seattle. It cost the manager's job. Uh, there were three games over 500. That was in July. That was July 10th. Yeah. Blue Jays were 45 and 42. They ended up winning 92 games, right? So, like, when you cut it up, when you talk about, you know, going 30 games over 500 or whatever you need to do to get to 90-some-odd wins, like, it, that sounds daunting. But, yeah, you, you can't really break the season up into chunks like that. Man, and, and this team is due to go on a runners and
1: scoring position. Yeah, spring. let me ask, it's, good, it's good you brought that up. You, let me ask, you think that Matt Chapman is going to be uh, under 200 runners and scoring position guy the rest of the year? I don't. You think Dalton, Dalton Varsho is going to make a little bit of a ju- adjustment and be a little bit better, Mm -hmm. maybe hitting some three-run homers, right? You would think he'll do that a little bit more than he has been doing it, which will help them score more runs and win more games, right? It's that thing. Which one of the three that have been struggling Mm -hmm. can catch fire and help this team or, quite frankly, help Bo a little bit? Yeah. Bo's been doing it all.
0: Yeah, he's the only guy.
1: Okay. So Start to finish, sort of, you know, they need another guy, and who, which one of the three? So I do think they—they they, everybody's got a chance. It's baseball; it's sports. But I do think there has to be some things go right.
0: Uh, speaking of, uh, I think the biggest thing that needs to go right. Let's let's hear from uh, Steve in Bowmanville. Steve.
4: I want to know why you guys keep saying Guerrero Guerrero. He's having a off season, but. It's just a matter of time before we get hot and turn it around. I give the guy a break.
0: I mean, maybe. I mean, okay? more likely than not. Like, do we, do we think Vlad is going to have a season where he hits? Because he's on pace for,
1: like, fewer than 20, 20 home runs. Yeah. If I, he hits 20 homers, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty fair. So, I, I, I mean, I'd, you just go what you see right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And we talk a lot. Steve, I mean, Steve's made a a really good point that, you know, he's not losing faith, which is, and I'm sure people around Vladdy because of the talent he has is not losing faith either, but you got to be realistic. Mm. Like consistently he does the same thing wrong over and over again. Why is that? Mm. Like that, that's the, that's the million dollar question. Like if he's elite, which a lot of people think he is, and I'm in that camp too, rotational, bat speed, hand-eye coordination. We've seen it, too. A ball-off bat that, you know, khakis yelling, screaming about exit velocity. Everybody loves that. He does it better than most people do. But why does he consistently not get his pitch? That's that's the thing. And I understand you have to be optimistic, but you also have to be realistic. And you have to be what's right in front of you. And this is why you see John mixing up the lineup a little bit just to try and sort of Give it a different look. Give it a different flow. Maybe because, I don't know, he's hitting clean up instead of oh. third. It may look different. He may warm up different. It's something uh. may click different. Like, they're at least trying to ke- help him catch fire. And now, ultimately, it's up to him. I probably shouldn't bring this up with three minutes ago on the show. So but, why are you? <laughs> but
0: I do also recall in August of last season, the, the guy who has been the most consistent hitter on this team, Bo Bichette, was hitting seventh for this team for a spell for a couple of games. And it, I mean, seemingly immediately after that, he became the guy that he's been ever since, which is, you know, led the American league in hits for second consecutive season. He's been one of the top 10, uh, total bases. Yeah. Players and, in, in baseball
1: since, since that, and that August moment. the Rangers stunk and the Orioles, weren't this Orioles. Mm. Like okay. that's the difference, right? It's year to year. I, I get you, and no, I, 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 I love that you're being optimistic. It's not what I'm, you're supposed to do as a baseball player. I'm referencing like me, maybe full guy, right? It's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. But because of the way the teams are are around you and how many wins it's going to take, uh-huh. they're telling you it's urgent. It? <laughs> by just by by the way they're doing lineups now, yeah, they're tell And by the way they're using Kevin Gosman in the next two starts. Yeah. They're telling you it's go time.
0: Well, I mean, you want to talk about and we've referenced this, but like the the numbers are stark for Kevin Gossman on extended rest and regular rest is four
1: runs of ERA different. But you're 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 in fourth place and you're fighting to for that wild card. And you're fighting to go if you're gonna win fifty six games, there has to be a thirteen and two run. Yeah. How do you go on it? That's the thing, and that's what they're searching for. And hopefully hopefully. Like most teams, it starts with a dude on the mound. Yeah. And so far, that's been really good. Now it's the offense that needs to catch up and do their part.
0: Yeah, uh, and the Blue Jays have generally uh, not only have they gotten good uh, relief pitching at the back end of the bullpen, the starters have pitched third most innings in, in all of Major League Baseball because they, have, they haven't suffered a not single pitching. starting pitching injury. They have one guy that's out of the rotation now for performance reasons. Um, but yeah, they've, they've been super lucky when it, when it comes to
1: injuries. They're a very talented team. If they just stay within themselves and do what they can do consistently every day, they'll start winning baseball games.
0: All right. Uh, tonight would be a good a good time to start that after no losing question. two out of three uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. You know who they've been good against? Who? Teams not in the American League East, <laughs> Kevin. They have the best record in baseball no against kidding. such teams. Wow. Um the uh, Texas Rangers are good, but they don't play in the AL East. Uh, we'll see how they fare against the Blue Jays. It is uh, Martin Perez against Kevin Gossman. Eight o'clock first pitch. Uh, Blue Jay Central starting at seven thirty. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I'll be back for one more show on Monday, filling in for Jeff Blair. This is Blair and Barker. I'm Ben NS alongside Kevin Barker, Sportsnet five ninety, the fan and Sportsnet. Enjoy the game, everybody.